basically what I'm going to concentrate on is um, just to give you some narratives of childhood from the 19th century, specifically focusing on the boy child and the way in which death or the threat of killing, so picking up, picking up um, from what uh, Peter was just saying, the way in which the threat of killing is actually held out as a kind of learning tool for the boy child, so that, in other words, he learns how to be a good boy only through being threatened with death. Now, I want to start off uh, with a, probably what's the most familiar text um, for most of us from the 19th century. That's just a couple of quotations from Alice in Wonderland. And you also notice, can you hear me from the back if I'm not around here? Yeah, I'll, I'll use a mic. Um, you'll also notice that um, this picture that I'm about to show you bears, I think, some very interesting resemblances to the photographs that Alan started us off with. Okay, so that's Alice Little, who is, of course, the original for Alice in Wonderland, dressed up as a beggar maid, and I think looking What, you were thirsty, were you? How do you know she wasn't thirsty too? Now for number three, you unwound every bit of the worsted while I wasn't looking. That's three faults, Kitty, and you've not been punished for any of them yet. You know I've been saving up all your punishments for Wednesday week. wrongdoing which carries on through the text and we get to uh, an interchange with Humpty Dumpty that's often focused on as a moment where Alice is actually under a certain amount of threat in the text in that <coughs> excuse me in that case we start afresh said Humpty Dumpty and it's my turn to choose a subject so here's a question for you how old did you say you were Alice made a short calculation and said seven years and six months <coughs> wrong Humpty Dumpty exclaimed triumphantly you never said a word like it I thought you meant, how old are you, Alice explained. If I'd meant that, I'd have said it, said Humpty Dumpty. Seven years and six months, Humpty Dumpty repeated thoughtfully, an uncomfortable sort of age. Now, if you had asked my advice, I'd have said, leave off at seven, but it's too late now. One can't, perhaps, said Humpty Dumpty, but two can. With proper assistance, you might have left off at seven. Okay, wanting to start us off with that, because of course, underlying what Humpty Dumpty has to say is the threat of violence and the threat of death towards Alice. But Alice isn't really the, the key here. What we really want to think about um, is the way in which the boy child 
is threatened in this period. Now, obviously, death um, is something that the Victorians thought a lot about. And we can see from this top picture, not a boy child, but a grown man, a grown boy being threatened specifically with the specter of death. But down here, we can see a couple of examples of children and the connection that these children have with either punishment or death. So on the left hand, um, what's uh, titled kind of killing or execution is a little boy, child, dressed up, um, obviously a ragamuffin-style child. Now I want to accompany these kind of pictures with an excerpt from Charles Kingsley's The Water Babies. Um, and in The Water Babies, you probably know what happens in it. noise as of 10,000 tin kettles tied to 10,000 mad dogs' tails. He's caught, he jumps out the window, he runs away to escape. He runs and runs, he runs and runs and runs. If you read the text, you go, he runs a lot. Um, eventually, though, he runs so far that he essentially drops down dead. Um, and he is found by the keeper and the groom and Sir John. And when they find him, they find what's called a black thing in the water. or about right or about wrong, he simply exists in a very bad life. So he has to uh, basically be fixed through death. Now Tom has it especially hard, and it's partly because um, he is a, a working class little boy. It's a little bit easier. Um, the picture on the left hand, or the right hand side, um, the variety of corporal punishments available to the adults for the recalcitrant boys. <clears throat> and finally at the bottom, just to give us a sense of the way in which death was something that was incredibly present in the Victorian period.
from a story called Timothy's Shoes by one of the authors who was probably one of the most prolific children's authors of the period, Juliana Horatio Ewing. Timothy's shoes are, um, they're his moral guide. When he's wearing these shoes, he can't do anything wrong because the shoes pinch his feet um, and naughty little boy. Um, he gets caught out in a snowstorm with his school teacher and because the shoes won't let him go off the path they end up taking the shoes off him. Tim found the shoes so hard to bear and then the cold so hard to bear that the usher, that's his teacher, took him onto his back and How are you getting on, Timothy? asked the usher after a long silence. Don't be afraid of holding on to me, my boy. But Timothy gave no answer. Still there was silence, and when he looked around, Timothy was not there. How could I let him take off the shoes, groaned the poor man. Oh, what shall I Yet the usher went after Timothy, and he found him but too late for his own strength was exhausted and the snow was three feet deep all around him. This is a moment obviously of very high risk and we want to remember that this is a children's story. So it's aimed at quite young children. Um, the style of it is quite um, simple in the storytelling nature of it. But it's obviously not at this point a very reassuring story. Um, it ends better than it sounds. Um, they go and get the big St. Bernard dog who goes out to uh, look for the children. And as they are uh, searching through the snow, one of the laborers observed that it's a good thing that they've got the animals since which indeed they do, they have put themselves in great moral danger. And the moral danger is very much emphasized and uh, represented by, um, by the near-death experience. So I've only got one more example to give you. And I think, in a way, this one is the most striking. It's another story by Ewing called Benji in Beastland. Um, and this is just an illustration from the story, Benji falling out of Beastland, which is a place in the moon. Um, in Beastland, when they discover that Benji is a boy, um, they're all incredibly disgusted. And as an old tabby cat says, boy, she exclaimed in a tone of the deepest disgust, has an extremely drawn out um, near death scene and I won't read the entire length of it because you can see it's a bit long but this, the nature of the narration um, is the kind of narration that in a way takes the reader long
his victims had so often choked and gassed and struggled under his eyes. I should say that Benji is a very bad boy and takes great pleasure in killing and torturing animals. And he fought with the intolerable, intolerable suffocation till it seemed as if his head must burst, yet he could not cry out for the as he thought that now he himself must be drowned and rot among these ghastly relics of his cruelty. And then Benji sank, and as he went down, the remembrance of all his cruelties rushed over his mind as the water rushed over his body. And now he rose again for a moment to the surface and caught a breath of of a lark, and as the lark went up, up, Benji went down, down. Now as he sank, there came into his mind a memory of something he had once read, comparing the return of a Christian soul to God. And from the depths of his breaking heart, Benji prayed he might somehow or other be spared to do better. And for the third and last time, he rose to the surface. Well, Benji is rescued by the dog. He gets uh, taken out of the river. He's essentially baptized and becomes a better man. And, and kind of counterpoint to what we've been hearing in terms of you know the real child in the real world because this is of course 19th century literature um, the golden age of children's literature the point where the modern child um, as construct comes into being you know purity innocence and the rest of it and yet we can see that for those 19th century authors of literature aimed at children there's a very clear message that if you don't behave then basically it's all up with you <laughs>